0: Hey, everyone. Hey, and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee here. We're doing a very cool thing here. We're digging into Metallica's icon, MTV icon, sort of ceremony, hagiography, you know, whatever it was. It's kind of a weird amalgamation of things, but it's pretty great, and I'm really excited to get into it and discuss it, as I always am with anything Metallica-based. Um, as always, as well, you can follow the show at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with us, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show to review a song, that's what we normally do on this show. We're sort of going through the entire Entire back catalogue. Maybe you'll listen to this in the future. We've completed it all. You know, I'm on to the next podcast about. Well, I'm hoping to do a Guns N' Roses one, but maybe something else will come up in the future. Maybe someone stole that Guns N' Roses idea from me, and I can't do it. And I had to settle for a Sum 41 one. I don't know what. I'm just thinking of the band because they're an icon. But I'm getting off track here. But if you want to come on and review a song with me as well, or maybe you want to come on and discuss a concert or, or a Meta- anything Metallica related, get in touch with me. MetallicaPod at gmail.com. I would love to have you on. We have the Twitter, as I say. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube, leave comments, iTunes, reviews are greatly, greatly appreciated. Obviously, there's been a few accruing here and there. So go on there. Leave us a little uh, bit of feedback, as I say. Um, we've got also the um, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash If you want to support the show, you want to give back the show, thank you so much to the people that are supporting on there. It's very, very grateful for that very early in the run. Um, and, yeah, you get access to basically stuff like this episodes as well. More stuff like this, more sort of reviews that aren't the song reviews will go on there first. And if I'm ahead of my schedule, I'll pop any Alpha episodes on there as well. But um, yeah, I'm joined uh, by my, my Boswell, my erstwhile psychic, the Fleming to my Rasmussen. Dave, how's it going, man?
1: as well Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going good man. How's it
0: going? Yeah, yeah. You? I'm, I'm, I'm well, bro. I'm well. And um, you know, I, I, it's kind of. I'm not, I'm not saying I've birthed you as a podcaster or anything, but it's been nice. You know, we, we Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That, that is a. Uh, uh, do
1: you know what? A, do you know what a footy is? What, what is a footy? No. It's where like you get down and you lock your fingers and I put my foot on it and you help me over the fence because oh, we right. do your little. You give someone a footy, you give me a lift up. <laughs> oh, you oh, give yeah, me yeah. The, the footy. That's what
0: you give it away. No, no, because I mean, we obviously, you know, do a battle rap podcast as well, battle rap resume, and we've done stuff on there before. And then, sort of, yeah. I remember asking, I remember telling you after we did an episode, like, oh, my, I'm thinking of doing this Metallica thing. You know, do you maybe want to come on board with that? And obviously, we've done Bad Seed, All in My Hands, we in Moscow. But I'm just very proud. You're on, like, you're on like a Simpsons podcast the other day, weren't you?
1: Yeah, our uh, last exit that is Springfield that came out today. That's, oh my I've heard god! Heard some good feedback so far. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, two of my favorite things are you and The Simpsons. So I definitely need to uh, definitely. Need Everyone to check should out. check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will, the links will be in the description. But you know, here we are talking about uh, Metallica's Icon um, show, which I mean, how? Because obviously, we're kind of going to go through. We're going to talk about. I mean, it's a beautiful crystallization of 2003, if anything else. All the bands, all the adverts as well that are on. My Did you story. watch the
1: adverts? You know, <laughs> the SmackDown. Here comes a pain. Yes. Like Brock Lesnar's yeah, first yeah,
0: title yeah. run. <laughs> you know what was crazy one of the adverts was for Golden Sun 2 on the Game Boy Advance yeah. I, I played Golden Sun 1 I never got number 2 it was interesting to see that I mean, I, I, you know I don't, I don't mean to suck off the Americans but I think their adverts are a bit better than
1: ours fuck her Kit Kat ad bro I was getting sick of that <laughs> Do you yeah. see that monstrosity yeah yeah
0: yeah that was oh. uh that, that was pretty weird and the, and the fructus. yeah there were, there were there were a lot of odd yeah ones. the,
1: the fructus shampoo advert with the transplants yeah yeah what was Yeah, that the about diamonds and guns yeah yeah that's the song oh yeah. every five minutes
0: yeah it was uh <laughs> and, and that's the problem as well their advertisements they really swamp over and they're kind of we you know here in fucking you know post-brexit england or whatever we're used to different things but um yeah we're, you know, we're here to talk about um you know icon metallica's icon had you had you seen this much before um making your
1: notes yeah I'd, I'd seen it years ago on the internet mm. and i got given uh, a cd of my mate with some of the songs off it like i'd heard the snoop dog cover before right. and uh, i'd like to celebrate that with a, an hour-long podcast of its own to be yeah. honest
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, we're, we're going to get to that. We're going to, you know, we're going to go through all of these performances. And I should say as well, you know, anyone that's not aware of what Icon is, uh, this is from the, uh, you know, the, the the very reliable Wikipedia. MTV Icon was a series of annual TV specials produced by MTV between 2001 and 2004, each paying homage to a musical artist or band selected as a cultural icon in a format similar to the network's annual Video Music Awards. A live audience of musicians, celebrities, and fans would view a biographical film depicting the career of that year's show. As an icon interspersed by celebrity introductions and live performances of popular artists playing cover songs of the icon songs and that's really the cool usp for me that there are bands playing the the guest band songs not only in front of them but interpreting them And you know we've got some fantastic songs to get through some more questionable ones you mentioned big snoop earlier we will of course get to that as well but um you were saying just off air like you're a kind of fan of the series you were saying the cure one's quite good
1: yeah, I like the Cure one. I'm a big fan of the Cure, though, like a big mm. fanboy for mm, Robert mm, Smith. Mm, mm. Uh, I like the Cure one. The Aerosmith is Aerosmith episode is terrible because <laughs> they seem to they got carried away. Janet Jackson was the first one. Yeah, and if if you know if you're into Janet Jackson and stuff, it's well put together piece yeah. of television. Mm-hmm. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, but then she came on to introduce Aerosmith because she was the first icon. Right, and then Aerosmith's it was weird. It was like. It reminded me of, you know, on ITV, they do those things where they used to do like an evening with. Oh, yeah, and they yeah. Get all these donkeys to come out and sing Take That songs <laughs> to Take That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of, you know? Right. like They bring out like Marco and step brother, and he plays a harmonica to fucking some Robbie Williams song. Some garbage like that. Yeah. That's what the Aerosmith one is like. It's not as well-oiled. Mm. The Metallica one though, no, this one is good. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, you know, I was a little. I, I kind of wanted to do this, and you recommended you do it. And I thought it'd be a great idea, and I'd seen bits and pieces of it. I isn't. knew you'd like it. Yeah, I, 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 I really, I revel in it because it's just, it's such a document for me. Not only the bands that play, but the hosts as well. Like, I don't know why the fuck Lisa Marie Presley's on it, for example. Words
1: right out of my mouth, <laughs> bro. And what? There's this blonde woman who appears at some point. And they're all talking about how great the music is, and she's suddenly just bursts into conversation with, "I used to wear your shirt under my Catholic schoolgirl yes! uniform."
0: yeah, who the hell was that? Yeah, I'm sure.
1: And the whole crowd just went, "All right, cool." Yeah. Like, good for you.
0: Yeah, there's a f- there's a few comments like um there's a yeah yeah look we're gonna we're gonna pick through we're gonna we'll get, get into it yeah exactly and I just I just want to dwell quickly because I'm on the Wikipedia page of MTV Icon looking at Aerosmith. Nelly, Ja Rule, and Sum 41 (laughs) did Walk This Way,
1: which... Murder. Yeah.
0: (laughs) um, (laughs) The Executioners did it. Okay, you know, but we're here uh, to talk about Metallica, and, um, you know, this is available on YouTube, I should say, as well, so I'm sure a lot of people listening have seen it, and definitely check out if you haven't. It's definitely worth your while. And we open very strongly. I've got to say that most of the band performances in this I was very impressed with, and I think Sum 41 killed this opening medley.
1: Yeah, they did the Kill Ride medley. They've been doing that for years, like, they did it back in the day live. I think yeah. there was a... I, I might get their name wrong here, but I'm sure they had an album called All Killer, No Filler. They and did, their, yeah. It was just their faces being shaken. Yeah, the debut, yeah. There's a, one of those... Do you remember before Special Edition, they had a thing called a CD Extra? They mm-hmm. had the silver sticker with, like, the green flower... Well, the purple flower logo. Yeah. They had a second CD with live songs and the Kill Ride, Ride medleys on one of them. Oh, nice. So it's been going around for years, but they and annihilated it yeah yeah they, They're
0: really good yeah really really good they open with bells and you know uh, Derek is his name Derek w- De- yeah. Willoughby like I, I quite like Sun 41 to be honest with you I, I you know that whole sort of pop punk era I was kind of the first <laughs> musical movement I remember like being not part of but as a kid watching it on Kerrang and sort of being yeah. aware of it and stuff and you know a lot of these bands are often maybe lambasted, oh, it's punk, or oh, whatever. It, you know, there's not much to it. But these are quite complex songs, especially a lead guitar player. He nails that master lead.
1: Yeah, he does. Uh, his name is gone from my head, but he's uh, a magician.
0: Bash, isn't it? Dave Bash. I
1: think he's Brown yeah, Sound. Dave, uh, yeah, Dave, that's it. Brown Sound. Yeah, yeah, Brown the Sound, yeah. Some solos, like on N2D, oh. he's he's a genius. He's good yeah. himself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, and, and what I like as well with the whole icon thing, you know, the bands put their own spin on it. This isn't like, yes. say, what Limp Bizkit do with Sanitarium, where, where you know, they do kind of reinvent it to his thing. This is quite a faithful one, but you still have the way the Sun 41 singing, like, in the early days! Like, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it's not
1: Hepfield at all. He has this very this tone because of his nose if you look at his face he he looks like a potato and that's not what he did mean he,
0: <laughs> he does. does he, do, he does yeah.
1: he looks like a potato with hair on it but his mm. nose is so flat and spread across and he has this canadian tone and it takes to the song so well man mm, mm, mm. really well put together really well performed
0: yeah yeah they they slay it and it's a lot of pressure to open the show and one of the things that i'm always thinking about as well it's a lot of pressure to perform this song in front of metallica
1: and In front of the kind of Metallica fans who yeah. want to go on telly because they love Metallica. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> we'll get to get to that band. bit. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Them fans are special, bro. They're mad with it. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is one of the GOAT crowd shot sort of exhibitions. Like every time they cut to someone, they are head banging hard as if their life is depending on it. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're fucking loving it. And, you know, it goes from. Um, They go from Bells into, of course, Ender Sandman quite seamlessly. And then we we kind of go to the screen. And it's kind of almost like the Brady Bunch, isn't it? When they have the opening screen. They have the four squares. And, you know, we get Lars and James.
1: my favourite moment because this is their first television appearance with Robert. Yep. And it counts down, like you said, like the Brady Bunch. Like you get one, then you get two. Then you get James smiling really wide. And then just the icon logo spinning for a second. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's just Rob's head. You see like the white tuxedo jacket. You see the hair braids and his big smiling face. And you're like, "Oh, it's that guy! From yeah, Ozzy. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing.
0: And it, it, it's classic Metallica, really. Where you know them doing this, of course. You know, they're like, you know, one of the biggest bands ever. They don't need to do this yeah. to a certain extent, but it's kind of a business move. It's quite savvy, isn't it? Because it's not only a celebration of them, but it helps explain the Jason stuff. It helps to yeah. introduce Rob. It's kind of, it, it's, there's a lot of gears going on here. I don't know if you remember, I was just re-watching and I'm so happy that it's put on back on UK Netflix recently, Some Kind of Monster. And was it taken down again? I, I don't know. I, like, I couldn't find it for a while. I don't know. I don't know whether that was, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it went
1: up. Maybe about three months ago And they had this thing that said episodes Yes And they had a follow up to it Yeah And I really enjoyed that
0: Yeah 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 That was dope That was dope yeah I, 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 Yeah I think it was about Three months ago I think you said yeah You're right I remember in the summer It kind of kicked on But they I don't know if you remember But in the film The offer for Icon Is actually captured In the film
1: Yeah that's right It is
0: Yeah and, you know, they sort of, I think it's James is back from rehab and they're just doing something. And they all come up, they crowd around the phone and Phil is there. And there's quite a sort of harsh, funny moment where they ask the obvious question. Oh, what about Jason? You know, he's just left. And I, I think Lars says, like, Jason lost his iconic status when he left yeah, the band. Yeah, he, he,
1: he lost his status of an icon when he left the band.
0: <laughs> that, might be, that might be the manager, actually. That might be Cliff Bernstein rather than Lars, because that, that's quite harsh. For,
1: no, or, I think that was Lars. Oh, yeah. over yeah. the sofa with his stupid blonde hair yeah. and hugging the arm like a little <laughs> ferret. <laughs> That big master stairs, no, I can't really laugh the fucking band. like a stupid voice, you can hear it. Ugh. And yeah, we
0: you know, we open up on this screen, we cut to Kelly Osborne, who yes. I guess why why not? I mean, she would make more sense than Lisa Marie Presley to introduce him at the start, but you know, whatever. Um Kirk looking very pimp like in his white yes. suit, he's looking pretty great. I love how you know enthusiastic James is as well. He has the horns out, he goes straight into the crowd.
1: Yeah, he's like an orangutan, yeah. down, like on his knees, low, clapping all the hands with his his big new teeth that aren't quite ready for his mouth yet, and he's all happy. I like it. It's it's it's
0: epically staged because it kicks into the main Sandman yeah. roof,
1: <laughs> and they're and they're just like
0: walking down. Like it's really well directed. Like I've got to say, it gets me hype when I watch it. I, I think it looks awesome, and they're very happy as well. Yeah, Metallica have always been a band that love their fans. They're very
1: grateful for their fans,
0: and just the the, the you know the enthusiasm is very infectious.
1: Everyone seems to be enjoying it mm. the, the whole way through you don't see There's nothing, there's no low no point Even the small talking points are quite good Because yeah. the fans are going mad in the background or some shit
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah And you know you see, it's cool as well Because you see like bands that are going to play Like You see like members yeah. of Corn Like applauding and like you know Really enjoying themselves I think I see Kirsten Dunst in the crowd But I don't know why she would be there So it probably isn't Kirsten Dunst maybe. I don't know
1: man, Sean Penn was there that- <laughs>
0: Yeah, Sean Penn's
1: there. we <laughs> were just randomly gunning Metallica for a second. Like yeah. I thought they'd never make it, but you know now they're the shit.
0: It's so weird. I remember Sean Penn turning up in the most. Ra- Do you remember Viva La Bam? Yes. Yeah, Sean Penn was in, in that. Isn't an episode yeah. of that. <laughs> there's, like, um, there's, there's, like, a prank war or something, and it, clearly it was, like, Sean Penn's 12-year-old son loved Bam Margera and, like, just wanted to be on it.
1: Yeah, At- wasn't that when
0: Knoxville cut the roof off the Hummer? Yeah, it was something like that. And I remember watching it as a kid, and, like, there was a prank, and I was like, this isn't a prank. And the prank was that they, like, tied his motorcycle to the back of a car
1: and, like, drove off and it broke it. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's- that's that's like a... Theft and damage, sort of prank. <laughs> that's collateral. Yeah, that's just like That's what happens these days though, Tom. Kids yeah. run up and do something daft and check out like it's a prank. Mm. Like somehow that's safety. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That no. doesn't work.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, some 41, as we say, they're going into puppets now yes. as they're sort of going around. And you know, it's fucking killing it. And I like how we get a cut to sort of the red carpet, and Mark Hoppus from Blink is there, and he's got yeah. his Lars action figure hoping to get it signed.
1: Yeah, he has the the little Lars with the hair.
0: Yeah. I have that thing somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's quite, have, you, have you seen? They've got the uh, pop vinyls now. I
1: don't know if you've seen those. They did the little pop vinyls of Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out now. I'd I'd get one of them. Back in the day, they did these ones at Corn, but they were a bit bigger than pop vinyl. Same style, big, mm. but they had real hair and yep. fucking weird facial piercings. They were really cool as well.
0: Yeah, they um the pop the pop vinyls interestingly kind of crystallise the toy the, the toy you have as well kind of that black album era kind of look like but oh. i have got Rob with the sort of vest of course and you know they they're, 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 they're I mean, obviously pop vinyl is, is fucking James I'd get a
1: James if he's got the tash if he's got like the cowardly lion tash I'll have one of them
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does actually I'm pretty sure yeah. that's that's the look that he's rocking and then I mean you know it's a it, brilliant brilliant intro I, I can't stress that enough Lisa Marie Presley the daughter of the king for some reason is here. Look, I've been reading, doing this podcast, every Metallica book article I can get my <laughs> hand on. There has not been one reference to Lisa Marie Presley. And she's very much, I, I got that. She's very much reading off the auto cue, You know what I mean?
1: I think this was more um, an MTV decision. There's yeah. little clips of interviews where you can hear Lars talking about it. Where mm. It says some things were more MTV decisions than ours. We just kind of turned up and enjoyed it.
0: But it's just like, you know, I think, some of the comments on the, like, the first comment on the YouTube video, the top comment is, "Some 41, Avril Lavigne, Limp Bizkit, what an embarrassing selection to celebrate Metallica, Where Slayer, Rob Zombie, Pantale, and I kind of get that argument, I think you've got to sort of kowtow to the generation, the contextual thing, but they could have had someone like Lemmy introduce
1: it, not fucking Lisa Marie Presley. I understand the Lemmy thing, but for bands like Clear of that, you want to kind of think back to when it was, like 2004. Mm-hmm. Like, we're you talking people are still downloading shit off LimeWire. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Who, who's going to watch Slayer MTV, on MTV in 2004, like, realistically?
0: Mm, yeah, I know, I, know, I know what you mean. They had to, yeah. And they They you Sl- have
1: to kind of. It's not as much of bowing down to it, but if that's what's getting the viewers on at the time.
0: Like, yeah. know, they're gonna yeah 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 and yeah oh it was and it was you know in the very much the new metal wave exactly exactly it was in the eye of the storm of that and you know lisa marie says again it's just so ugly scripted and you see <laughs> you see Lars sort of cringe at this line she's like we're here. she's like we're here to celebrate a band that is real Real good, real honest, real loud. And it's just like, oh, it's just, you know what I mean? Like some hack just came up with that five minutes before they went on stage. She talks to them selling 90 million albums at that point. They have sold 110 million albums now. Um, You know, we're recording this 2017, so 14 years later, which is Absolutely crazy. One of the things that I really dig about the whole Icon series, I haven't seen any, but one of the reasons I'm going to check them out more, I really like these little documentary shorts. I think the whole, all of them throughout this, okay, you know, obviously we're big Metallica fans, we know about Cliff, we know the Black Album was huge, we know about the therapy sessions, but they're really
1: informative and really well put together. I think they they were perfect for the type of show it was, especially at the era that we just discussed, because there mm-hmm. was a lot of young fans that were maybe twelve, thirteen, discovering heavier music, getting mm-hmm. into new metal. Mm-hmm. Maybe weren't as aware of Metallica because they came out in the eighties yeah. when stuff still had like, in my opinion, it still had like its own texture to it. Yeah, yeah. So as they're getting older in the nineties, they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. it hit Everything it took you through the history of the band. It was very reminiscent of another, I think it was VH1, they had a show called When Metallica Ruled the World.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it had little clips of that, same, similar style. I think it was just the same footage used again at one mm. point for the, the Cliff stuff. But it was put together, and you couldn't have done anything more to get the band over. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, completely. It was, it was great. It was, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. And they talk in this first one, you know, um, about, you know, shedding skin. Like, one of the things that I love about Metallica, they're very good at self probing. Like they're very good yeah. at sort of examining what they what makes them tick, you know.
1: Yeah, they they peel themselves away quite a lot. They're mm. like the un- an onion band. is just like, well, this part's garbage. You can have that. Hey, did we show you this shit? This yeah. part's rotten. Like yeah. they're they're really good for that. They are. I mean,
0: Lars, you know, talks about the irony of Jason being the sacrificial lamb for Metallica, and like the band he wanted is finally here.
1: Yeah, that really kicked me in the balls. Yeah, that, when he said that, but this is what he wanted. And me too. Like, Ugh yeah yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah it was it was a tough pill to swallow and they um point to November 30th, of two thousand which was their final show um with Jason. and um I don't know if you know is Stephen Wright is narrating is that, that's how that was right? yeah like yeah, 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 yeah. So the, so. the bostonian yeah the um yes. the Carson legend yeah he he, he the, the uh,
1: oh yeah he's the he's he's told, on- one he's of all, the greatest jokes of all time, Tom. Well,
0: he's, to, he's told many. He's told many, but I mean, he's kind of... Uh, yeah, it, it's just very cool like, to have him here. It gives it a certain esteem, a certain prestige, you know. And- yeah.
1: Does he still do voiceovers?
0: Um, I think I've heard him in a few things.
1: There. Yeah, mate.
0: Yeah, you'd think he—he kind of has that classic tombra, doesn't he? I, it, would, it would make sense for him to do that. And you know, here a lot of Jason in this early segment. He's saying he wasn't happy. He talks of um, you know Echo Brain. I need to do an Echo Brain episode just because Echo Brain are great, bro. Are, are they good? I've not
1: actually listened to yes. them. Yes. Okay. They're really funky. Okay. okay. They're really, really good. Honestly. Mm, mm. Uh, of all the Metallica like side things and things that people should check out, definitely check out Echo Brain okay. there, and Voivod as well. He had a small Voivod. period of time with them.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Really, really good stuff. Mm. And Bands like Caius as well have similar bass drives. I like
0: them. Oh Caius are fucking awesome, man. Caius <sighs> are fucking amazing. Good groove in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those desert rock, that sort of yeah, those those generator parties that they did. Yeah. Just, oh man, yeah. What, what what a mythos along with the <laughs> band. Like I was thinking of Queens of the Stone Age the other day, actually, and rated R, um, I don't know if you listen much to that album, but it's fucking great, like one of their earlier tracks, like Autopilot.
1: Incredible. Autopilot's top 10 What, of a, all time. what like, a song top 10 that rock f-
0: songs. What a fucking song The tone on that lead guitar It's so searing and dissonant It's fucking amazing I, I love that Anyone that knows Autopilot is, is such a good Queen song But you know We're here to talk about Metallica yeah, James yeah. saying That they grieved About Cliff Through Jason Which I, I've never heard him Actually say that out loud Yeah, he berated them At one point he calls them Jizzin Jizzin <laughs> Which yeah. I thought
1: was quite funny He's like look at Jizzin And he grabs them. <laughs>
0: And Jason. Really Jason, childish. It is. And Jason says, like, oh, I thought you'd come up with a new one. Like, he's clearly heard this all before. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like,
1: he's been calling me Jizz for a month. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> but it's one of those, like, it's so unfortunate that they could call him Jason New Kid. And it's, you know oh. what I mean? Like, it's so close and it's never going to change.
1: He's sporting some of the most bodacious hair ever <laughs> in these interviews as well. And it's like a parmed cop. Yeah, yeah. It's I quite- don't I like It's like a white guy on with a Jerry Carl, but it's i love that i rate his hair
0: yeah yeah and you know he says uh you know music makes him feel alive and i love when jason james talks about like i'm choking jason i love you like, yeah. the, way he's,
1: <laughs> the way he says that <laughs> i love you and he his hands out <laughs> what I, I thought was interesting was a, a slight better tone to jason maybe i picked that up as better because i have similar feelings yeah. he said I didn't choose to have children. I chose to make and listen to good music. Mm. And now that you're having children, I still want to make music, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. I was kind of, I was like, oh, it was a bit serious, and the middle of it.
0: Yeah, 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 no, I mean, yeah, like, like I say, the, the feelings, you know, the hearts are on the sleeves. And, yeah. you know, Jason says as well, in reference to James, the person I respect the most disrespected me the most. Ooh. Yeah, it's just... It's I wonder just, if they actually had a fight... Like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think James think James Occasionally, I get
1: caught up in YouTube comment loops or garbage comment loops reading people talking about being at concerts and seeing things. I've seen a couple of people saying that a punch-up. and I'd, I'd like to have seen that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm, yeah yeah that, it'd be painful though it'd be like watching yeah it'd be, sad. It'd be
1: like watching your two favourites beat each other up be like, yeah. don't, don't win but don't lose <laughs> hug yeah. do something
0: oh man it would be oh, it'd be violent as well and mm. just so much stored up aggression and you know one of the great things as well is obviously we're watching this but the band are watching this the crowd are watching this and they have, yes. these, they have these candid shots where they cut to the band which are brilliant I love these and they cut to James after this first sort of segment and he says like there's heavy emotions going on the Jason and rehabs stuff you know and like they really are being conf- like okay it's a celebration but it's a kind of like it's a purging as well
1: what i really like about that is while they're watching it occasionally when the camera cuts back you'll see like live commentary like a couple of times when somebody says something on the screen they'll cut to someone and they'll say it or when a band finishes they'll cut straight to is sitting down like with a live camera he's like i really enjoyed that that was really good mm, like mm. they have like a live it's almost like live commentary like piece by piece it's really well done yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And um, we get into our next track pretty soon after this, um, Stained, who are kind of a mainstay of this era of music. Um, you know, it's it's quite a, it's quite a truncated version, but I quite like this Nothing Else Matters. It's nothing crazy, but it's
1: quite faithful. It's quite moving. I don't think you can fuck that song up. Yeah. Even if you played the wrong notes, as long as you sing it properly, you can't fuck that song up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really good song, and I think we did it okay. I'm not a big Stained fan, but they did it all right. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think, you know, they. uh... it's nice, it's kind of shorter, we don't get the sort of instrumental sections that Nothing Else Matters is known for, and, you know, it's kind of fun, I guess, to a certain extent, doing this episode, because lots of these songs I haven't got to yet, you know, we haven't mentioned. Nothing Else Matters always blows my mind, because the intro riff is open strings, but you never know, but it's literally the E and then the G, B, and the E as well, just kind of like, you know, you can do, it, you don't even know how to play guitar, you can play that song, so obviously there's complex stuff that follows it very quickly after the intro, but you know, it's nice, and you, it, you see like a young couple watching it, sort of embracing, Fred Durst is kind of staring off into the distance as he does it, and It makes you appreciate the beauty of the melody, because James isn't necessarily a singer like the guy from Stained, I forget his name, is it Aaron
1: Lewis? Yes, Aaron something. Aaron something, yeah, yeah. I forgot who they were until I was watching it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, they had the video where he was, like, sitting just smoking, like, a hundred cigarettes or in pictures.
0: Yeah, there was um they did that om on the outside as well, was that one of theirs? Something like that,
1: but yeah. Yeah, not they
0: come around at the same time as Puddle Mud. Why do I associate them with Puddle Mud? Yeah, I mean they're all they're all in this kind of broth, aren't they? This kind of like Yeah, yeah. Re, I mean, if you think about it really, it was kind of like Rock's last gasp in terms of you could argue probably maybe Emo in sort of 06, 07 was quite big as well, <laughs> but was just uh you know it was, you know not it just again a crystallizationist thing it's not a bad version um, yeah. you know it, it's fine it's fine you know it, it, it's decent it's kind of what you expect they needed to do a ballad you know there is, this is kind of really the only kind of slower moment of the covers that they get to. the rest are pretty full frontal, and we get back into the videos again, pulling no punches, James going to rehab, the hunting trip in Russia, and I just want to refer quickly to um, a fantastic book and if you didn't live you know in a different country to me i would lend you this book happily because i know you would love it it's um the collection of so what you know Metallica sort of magazine oh yeah and um it's by stefan Cherizi, and it's kind of a co- it's a brilliant hardback book it's absolutely i want to urge everyone listening to pick up this book it's so good and it just collects all the articles all the most interesting articles and there's an article that james wrote when he returned from the hunting trip it's called um from russia with love question mark and the illustration it's like a ballpoint illustration james is done as this like giant bear that's like made of like electricity it's like fucking crazy it's really cool and i just want to read quickly from this uh just talking about because he talks about this you know the ak-47s and the vodkas um He says, the bears were not edible. That kind of freaked me out. After they skinned them out, the one freaky thing about bears, is they look really human when they are skinned. Once their claws are off, it's like hands. It's like a giant, giant monkey, hands and feet. They don't take any meat. I thought at least they would take the back straps, the filet mignon of any animal is right there in the back straps. And they do that, I thought. I guess because their digestion hasn't gone yet and there's something in there, something, a possible toxin. And then he talks about missing his family as well. Uh, I didn't get to talk to them for like a week. And you know, there's not really any cell phone reception out there in Siberia. I wish I would have thought more about it because you can rent these satellite phones. You can talk to anyone from anywhere on the planet now. It was Castor, his son, first birthday and I missed it. Of course, we had a little vodka to Castor, a little hold of home. I wouldn't have been calling every day. I might not have even called, but just the fact that you could is kind of comforting or they could get hold of you. And what's great about this book as well, there is commentary from the band members looking back and James actually writes a few years later. um, This would have been... Yeah, this this would have been in March 2004. So after Icon, he would have wrote this in, in reception to it. It's hard to read this at the beginning. It's hard to read this as, as it's the beginning of hitting an all-time low in my life. Family, band, my way of life all crashed to the ground. I read the total denial in my words. Funny article, but a huge cost. I'm glad I'm here to read it. So, you know, again, James with that kind of, you know, just just being an honest person, which is very beautiful him. Yeah, talk- very
1: open and very forthcoming with everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 completely. And you know, he says in the clips as well, when he was doing the eight, when he was doing the vodka, it felt like a coffin for him, you know, and Kirk talks about all their vices, the alcohol, they can't remember the majority of the kill em all tour. Um, you know, James is fearful of coming back to the band of slipping back into these patterns. Like I I was watching I was getting a little tearful because obviously I feel quite close to these guys to a certain extent, and it's like, God damn, like they've been through some
1: tribulations. Yeah, the alcoholica era was real Yeah, they were, like mad for a while. Yeah, they were like they would
0: I mean they were like raging alcoholics like, you know, to do to, to, to...
1: The only interviews I remember seeing with them before like some kind of monster, before stuff like that came out, is you'd always see them just sitting at a festival mm. with like double handing like beers, double fisting, yeah. beer in each hand, each of them just talking and drinking and you're like, Is that all they do? Like, they just drink beer, that's what they do. Mm.
0: And we get on, we move on. Shannon Elizabeth is there, which again is such a marker of this era. Obviously, Shannon Elizabeth of, you know, um, American Pie fame and stuff like that. She says something that's kind of patronising. She's like, I'm here for all the female fans. Women are just as moved by their sound. It's like, why are you defining it by gender? Like, it's just fans.
1: Uh, well, that's the thing. Look, it's, you've got, everyone has to know, and it's been going on for like 10 years. Yeah, everyone has to just throw it out. They don't want to be divided they want to be equal but while they're being equal they want to point out every piece of division as you patch it out just deal with it mm, be people mm. be people as a one that's what it is yeah, I, i'm sure i'm sure metallica
0: feel that way you know so i just yeah. I, 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 know, I know she wasn't saying it like that i get it and it was kind of to introduce avril lavigne in that sort of paradigm there and we get to Avril Levine, who low key was probably the biggest star on that lineup. Like, Avril Levine was fucking mad. Do you remember when Complicated came out? It was everywhere.
1: Yeah. And Skaterboy and stuff. Skater like Boy. Complicated. Can, can I just say, I don't want to get sidetracked, but are we sure that was Avril Levine? What do you mean? Like we, You've never, you've not gotten into the conspiracy theories oh, online. Oh yeah, yeah. She was killed I,
0: I, <laughs> I've seen that, and apparently her handwriting's sure. completely different now, and that's one of the yeah. main. Th- yeah, wow. Okay. Her
1: handwriting is different. I was, I got caught in some Twitter so like a week ago again reading that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing this, but I did it. I did I, I do remember
0: th- thinking as a kid though, um, when she came out with Girlfriend, which I think is our third album I was like this is yeah. I was like I was like this isn't like the angsty Canadian, you know, kind of starlet. like you know and I always remember complicated you know, I, I don't mind complicated, I think it's quite a, quite a competent pop song. I always remember her guitar quite a quirky little song. Yeah, yeah. It's quite it's got quite a nice nice guitar. Her singing with the go. wow, well, uh-huh. Like, I always quite like that stuff. I always remember the blonde mop top guitar player she has. Um, he's kind oh, of quite yeah. quite distinct. When they're in the mall, kind of causing trouble for the establishment and all that stuff. Okay, so I mean, <laughs> causing trouble for the establishment <laughs> in the mall in the mall <laughs> against the against the guard and shit. Paul Blart in this bitch. Um, yeah. Talk to me about her cover of Fuel.
1: I didn't mind it. Uh, our voice, it, it sounded not flat. But maybe not as strong as it could have, but mm. she she sang it. She yeah. went for it. The band played their arse off. Everyone seemed to be enjoying it. And the cutaways to the band, James was really into it. Mm. And it looked like Robert was really enjoying it as well. Like they were getting a kick out of it. Yeah. Because I don't think maybe James has ever heard his lyrics sung by a woman before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. that's, that's a big thing. Like if you write a song and you sing it for like 20 years and all of a sudden someone comes along and just sings it differently, you're like, oh, that's what that would have sounded like. Mm Mm. it's gotta be neat you know
0: yeah yeah yeah. know completely i mean she sounds I, I think the band are competent i think this is maybe one of the weaker numbers on the night even though it's quite good she sounds a little yeah. bored to me but maybe that's just yeah. that's kind of her voice isn't it it's kind of a bit monotonous to a certain extent
1: well yeah that that goes back to what we we're saying about if you know it's her or not because she used to sound really there was like in the complicated there she had that like i'm bored like mm. why am i not on fire what's that chill out that yeah yeah. yeah, uh and then she just exploded into energy like everything. Like but there's mm. no energy here, not from her. Like she moves physically, but it doesn't sound like she's actually moving her mouth. Yeah. But she sings it and yeah. the song itself it doesn't come off as terrible.
0: No, no no no, it's not terrible. I think it's not as like fuel for me. I remember, I think we mentioned fuel before and you said you weren't the biggest fan of fuel. Um and it's just kind of like It's not as chugging and and, and kind of, you know, as seamless as I want Fuel to be, especially in the Fuel and When I Burn. I don't think it's quite as pumping. It's a bit more low-key for me. And, you know, blonde mop-top guitar player guy, he does struggle with the solo. If you actually listen, he plays the first couple of notes of Fuel, which everyone remembers know but he doesn't quite get those little fiddly Kirk parts he just kind of plays noise it's not you know it doesn't stand out for me but it, I kind of noticed it because I, I was a bit like will Avril Levine's guitar player be able to do Kirk's parts and he doesn't
1: I was I was watching for the same type of flubs and the other ones I could spot were that he didn't play the solo uh, another artist didn't play the solo of the song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah. one of the other bands they used an alternate instrument for the solo
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, you know, you've... You, it's very creative,
1: though. Yeah. Very creative ways to get around it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and, like, it, it, it's it's an homage, isn't it? It's a tribute. We're not asking for, you know, note by note something. These are tough songs to play. And I love when you keep cutting back to Lars and James. And you often see Lars just drumming along, like he's really took up by it.
1: Yeah, his feet don't stop moving the whole no. time. His feet are up and down, up and down, and the hands are going. And if they're not going, he's clasping his hands and smiling really wide, and his feet are going even faster. Yeah, yeah. He's really into it, which again that must be a cool feeling
0: mm, mm yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, must must be uh it's kind of it's kind of crazy is it as well because James has just left rehab and wanna i you know I've not came out of, I've not been to rehab myself but I imagine one of the tenants is kind of defeating the ego kind of making you humble, and then here is this giant tribute where everyone's <laughs> singing your praises for an hour and a half It's
1: like remember everyone's equal, you're an icon by the way. <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs> <laughs>
0: um and you know, Lars says it's a bit of a mind fuck to watch this. James says it's really interesting to hear his lyrics sung by a female, as you say. Yeah. Um, we get on to I don't want to call it a misstep because i think it's a beautiful moment in metallica history snoop dog um do <laughs> doing sad but true i like the way this opens up it's the crowd um we're kind of going through it's pulling back eventually snoop's there he's metallica'd out he's yeah, wearing he
1: yeah he's got his everything <laughs> he has metallica trousers shoes hat yep, fucking yep. Arm. i think he has a tattooed on him
0: yeah, he's, uh, and, and we get the sort of, he's wearing all the classic gear, the classic puss head stuff. He's like, James is shown, you know, smiling. And, I mean, Snoop, he kind of unearthed something in Sad But True that he wasn't, I didn't realise was there before. It is kind of a rap song in the refrains, like the, hey, hey, like, you know, yeah. you know, it does work. It's ambitious. It's just a little bit cringy for me when he clearly doesn't really know the melody to the chorus. He kind of says it, but does he's not quite there.
1: Yeah, he's trying, bless him. Yeah. And uh I, he's very uh what's the word? I can't think of the word, but every time you can see him getting to the part where he's not sure he's like, Sing it.
0: <laughs> like everyone sing bounce, it. someone sing bounce, it. Yeah. yeah,
1: someone do something. <laughs> yeah. He's um and for fans of old school, Bishop Don Magic One is there and he's brought his green hat right. and he is going ham in the background <laughs> to Metallica. There's a pimp just getting it to Metallica <laughs> on MTV um yeah
0: it's it's yeah it's intriguing he's barely on screen for a minute like it's literally a minute that snoop's there it's cool that he did it i i, I again i don't know you know mtv and snoop Talica 2003 that's his closer so you know it
1: kind of reminded me have you seen wayne's world of course yeah uh there's a part i think it's wayne's world 2 where yeah. it cuts to garth and he says i will not bow down to any corporate sponsor and he's head to toe and reebok yeah the minute Snoop comes out, he's like Metallica bucket hat, Metallica shirt, Metallica yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's like, wait a minute, there's a lot of Metallica Snoop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you know he just kind of it reminds me a little bit of didn't Kid Rock use Sad But True for like American Badass? I think maybe yeah, that's maybe that's why he yeah, did he's it.
1: dead actually. Yeah, didn't he?
0: yeah. I remember. I remember hearing that. I remember hearing that as a kid and be like, "You've stolen that riff," and not sort of understanding sampling or licensing and just sort of you know just thinking that he, they tried to get away with it in plain sight. But you know, maybe that's the reason Snoop hopped on that track. It already had a quote unquote rapper doing it. And you know, we get to the next um, intro. Very cool to see Rob Zombie here. Um, yes. With Jolene Blaylock, and they they, they, they talk, they mentioned Metallica's always mentioned in terms of their 80s Genesis in direct juxtaposition to the quote-unquote hair metal Poison yeah. and Rat, you know. But I always, I'm not a fan of those bands, Dave. But I do always feel for the Poison and Rat fans. They're
1: always giving shit for liking these bands. Stop liking shit, then fuck <laughs> them. <laughs> what the fuck do you want to listen to Rat for and Poison? Unskinny <laughs> bop, fuck off. Jesus Christ. Go up, man. What the fuck's wrong with
0: it? Yeah. Yeah, rap rap were terrible, to be fair. And, you know. And and Rob, Rob Zombie as well. It's cool to see him there, man. Cool to see him presenting.
1: Yeah, and appreciating other heavy music. Mm, mm.
0: And, yeah, he, you know, he says, like, before Metallica came out, everything was terrible and all that stuff. Okay, there was Sabbath in Motorhead. And, you know, he, you know, he introduces it, and we get back into another clip. Again, another sort of throwback. And um, I really liked Kirk saying here that after they recorded Kill 'Em All, him and Cliff on the bus back to San Francisco being like, what's the second album going to sound like? What's the third?
1: <laughs> really excited, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: uh, it's really nice. It's really nice. And James talking as well about Fade to Black and how he, when he went to his girlfriend's house at the time and his sister, the girlfriend's sister was blasting it over and over again, that's a great thing to hear.
1: Yeah, that's got to be, I, again, I, this must be the phrase of the episode, it's got to be a good feeling, man. Mm, mm, mm. Like in terms of like experiences you can have as a person who's creative, Like Metallica have been lucky and really, really lucky with some of the stuff they've had, and you hear stories. They've just had a really interesting career, yeah. really interesting lives.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and made, made good choices and never really compromised and, you know, fought their ground and succeeded because of it. Even when, you know, they do the music video and James says that a fan, kept, like, spat on him. I was like, Jesus.
1: People took it big... I remember for a while, do you remember when they, they cut their hair? Mm. And they came with the, the eyeliner and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember being, uh, like, verbally abused by my father. He was like band are faggots. I <laughs> think that's what they are. <laughs> like, I was like, don't say that. They're a good band. He's like, yeah, they're a good band. I'm like, no, they're not. He's like, you're gonna get a purple shirt, aren't you? I'm like, I'm not gonna get a purple shirt. I'm gonna stick to my black shirt. Thank you very much. And we Purple's get- too bright a colour.
0: <laughs> we get to, you know, kind of kind of sad this bit. When I was watching it, I was like, oh god, Chester Bennington is in oh, it. Obviously, yeah. You know, R.I.P. Chester Bennington, what an incredible singer, what you know, what a great loss. Him and Travis Barker are here, which is very cool to see. Um, Travis talks about getting challenged at the age of thirteen to learn the entirety of Master of Puppets and it sort of changed his life, which is, you know, really cool. And Chester talks about how important and meaningful they are and praises them, you know, for the for the soul and the heart, and you know, all these all these people, all these giants of the music industry, they just they just adore Metallica.
1: Well, yeah, I think everyone like if you're yeah. a fan of that type of music, if you're into heavy music or anything with that type of attitude or whatever, they're the band. Like yeah. they're they're the band. I mean, there's the big four, but they're the band, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I've always I've always thought this, and I think I think I've read this somewhere else, but I'm definitely stealing it. Where I think Metallica, if you ask people, if you ask everyone in the world their favorite band, I think Metallica would be the majority of choice. Maybe the Beatles, but I think Metallica. I think in the rock pantheon. They're most like they're most people's favorite band. Like they might not be the best band ever, but they're most people's favorite. They, you know, they go dead. Like as Chester says, you know, they have that soul, they have that heart, and they introduce one of the highlights for me, Dave, of the entire night. Corn's yeah. uh, Korn's edition of One.
1: Korn's performance is the best of the night. Uh, ah, yeah. it featured on as a, a secret track on their album as well. That came out that year. Oh right. They did uh, a cover of Pink Floyd's The Wall as well, but I think one came on at like 14 minutes at the end of, I want to say See You on the Other Side, the last mm-hmm. track. Mm-hmm. It goes like 14 minutes, then one starts. And it's ferocious. It's ferocious, man. And it's, it's a weird corn because it's pre departure head, mm-hmm. David Silvera still on drums, pre rehab fielding and Monkey with no face paint, which is not a big deal if that sounds stupid if you don't know and jonathan's wearing trousers as well like i'm a big corn fan i like them a lot when i was younger it's weird yeah. to see jonathan wearing trousers head there but david Silvera still on drums and killed it amazing amazing performance mate mm, yeah
0: uh, just, i just i didn't realize such a cool guy that, that's cool man yeah
1: i don't I like I, I just like music i yeah. know a lot about anything
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah take a look in the mirrors the album it's from um yeah you're right yeah it's the final track when will this end and yeah their live cover um yeah yeah is there and it is fantastic we have the far-off gun play. we ha- you know it's a kind of down-tuned corn version and and it's great as well to think that you know years later rob's son would play with corn would tour with corn in south america yeah. and you actually see i don't know if you remember it cuts to um to rob and you see him mouth in the word wow as he's watching yeah. it. Yeah. Like he's really. is
1: killing it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: The bass is so heavy. So, yeah, so Fielder's heavy. fieldy has got
1: this unique slap style. He just makes contact. He's just rattling every mm. string. Yeah. And it, it sounds great over one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought I added to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a unique take on the song as well. And it's just, it just feels in lower octaves as well, which works well. well yeah. Seven string guitar, five yeah. string bass. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it builds up to that. Uh, Actually, as a corn fan or a guy who knows corn, you know what's the deal with the mic? Like, I love his sort of microphone stand.
1: As far as I remember, the microphone stand. There was a, an album when I was in my teens coming out called the Un- The Untouchables. And they mm. spent six million dollars on this album. It was all over magazines back in the day, like Kerrang! and Metal Hammer and Rock Sound. Like, they were all about this album. And in the video for Here to Stay, he unveiled this mic stand. It's like a Baroque era, like woman. And it's got tits on it with big nipples and shit. Right. And it bends over and he fully utilises that thing because he goes mental mm. with the head headbanging sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It works as like a frame because it's so steady, I've noticed. He gets into it with it. I think he, uh, you might want to Google this, but I want to say something stupid, like 150 grand on this mic stand.
0: Right, okay, Jesus Christ. It's,
1: used it for tours and tours now. But it came out like when I was maybe about 17, I think. But yeah. the first time I've seen it was the Here to Stay video.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's Geiger, H.R. Geiger. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a there's a video of so uh, the picture of him and Jonathan in Zurich with the with the mic stand. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome, and you you see it silhouetted in the one video when they go into the you know darkness imprisoning me section, that heavy yeah. breakdown section at the end of one, and it, it's crazy like. I'm not I'm not, not a Korn fan. I'm just not that familiar with them. I, You know, I, I, I like some of their stuff, but they really, really impress me with this. You know, they take the song darker and heavier than Metallica ever took it.
1: Yeah, the energy is crazy too. Like you said, when you see the mic stand silhouetted and he's gripping it and mm. he's going hell for leather. He's not even headbanging it from the waist. The yeah. back's going into it. I, crazy, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, you know, it goes to Lars after this and Lars calls Korn their peers... Which is kind yeah. of mad, actually, but you know, very, very honorable.
1: I think they were maybe. Who was on the show? I think maybe they're the longest standing musical act that performed, apart Snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right, actually. Yeah,
0: because they go back to the early 90s, don't they, Corey?
1: Yeah, like 93.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then we get onto to Michelle Branch coming on stage. I'm not going to pretend I know who Michelle Branch is. Um, let me just do a quick Google of her. But she's coming on, and, you know it's america dave so they invite the troops on and uh james is straight to his feet you see chester applauding as well look i'm not you know I, i'm not decrying it you know uh i'm not the most jingoistic person myself usa gets chanted um as well and there's that guy and he's like nothing gives us strength like good old american rock and roll
1: it's just a bit mm. someone tell him where lars is from yet yeah, or yeah
0: well, I, I, and he says his favourite song is, metall- is, is Fade to Black, and, you know, he's, he, he then says something, and that's kind of what I like about this whole thing. Like, it could be very unrails, it could be very rehearsed, but like the Jason stuff that they go through, you know, they talk about the, the grieving through him, the addictions. He says, the soldier says, quite sincerely, please keep up the ju- good job to justify the sacrifices of our comrades,
1: and it, it's just quite deep. Yeah, that's, that's quite a poignant moment too. hmm uh. mm.
0: And, um, like I'm not,
1: I might not be into the whole military thing. Like as what it is, but it, it, whatever gets you through, if it's music that helps yeah. you do your job, whether you're picking up rubbish or you're picking up bodies, man, whatever gets you through.
0: Damn, that's that's poetic. But yeah, no, that's that's something Jonathan would shout on his on his Geiger mic. But um, <laughs> Geiger <laughs> mic. Um, and then we cook it, and, and, yeah, we we have all these soldiers here, and then we go into sort of a section, which I guess they have to appeal to the crowd that might not be giant Metallica fans, but obviously everyone knows the Black Album, so they focus on the Black Album, and, you know, it's very, very cool, and Stephen Wright, again, we're about the poetry before, The Idea of Sacrifice, he talks about them indulging in the temptations of the road and leaving a strained and weary brotherhood, which, um, you know, I, re- I, really, I really like that phrasing.
1: It's terrific, the whole documentary portion, what like you said, like the girl inserts, they're all great. Mm. I know that I'm I'm certain it's Stephen Wright. I thought it was, but I'm like, nah, I can't be, but... If you're saying it has. You yeah. check it has. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, even better. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, yeah, it, it is. It just, There's it just lends it that one,
1: sur- one quote. I think it's in this section or the one before where they're talking about the Black Album. And Bob Rock says something to James about the song. And he goes, Oh, yeah, you want to hear it with the vocals? Then sing it.
0: Mm, mm. It's
1: just it's so matter of fact. Like, you fucking do it. Yeah. If you want to hear it, you do it. Cause I'm not gonna. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And you get an insight as well into the world uh, of the the music business where James is saying, you know, they were so tired at this 22 month tour, but suddenly Sad But True is huge in Japan. Like, you know, we need to go over and tour
1: there. Yeah, his body says, let's go. No, it's his mind says, let's go, but his body says, nah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a 22-month tour. Fucking They're, hell.
1: Yeah, their tour schedule. If you think about the 90s, like, they did the Russia thing. Yeah. And then they did all, like, the Monsters of Rock. I think they played Ozfest. Did they play Ozzfest? Uh, most likely. You they know, they've gonna... played everything. Then they started their own festival, and they yeah. still come over for
0: Leeds and Red and something. They're everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, def- if you want to know more about the Moscow, definitely check out our uh, our prior episode okay. where we uh, where we dug into that. But yeah, but, and now we get, um, you know, not only is there these you know, musical tributes and documentaries, there's, there's, there's funnier moments. It's pretty cool to see Jim Brewer on stage.
1: I love Jim Brewer. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Brewer from the Opie and Anthony show. Oh, he's yeah. He's got some great material about Lars, about going out on a night out with him, and mm. Lars walking across parked cars and stuff. Oh, and being not, a little savage. <laughs> I've not heard that. I need like to listen I'll to link that. I like it. Yeah. It's terrific. He comes out and he does his impressions. He does a good James, but Lars is, I love his Lars impression.
0: Yeah, yeah, I should, yeah. So I should say he comes out. He's got his band with him. He does his yeah. You know, he does. I got, you know, everyone can dance. I'll have a go at the James yeah thing. Uh, but he has decent timing. Obviously, he's he's a proper comic, so he kind of yeah. works his stage. And he, we get a sort of um, you half
1: baked thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, oh God, yeah. Shout out, half baked. Yeah, and. uh, you know they sort of here's them doing nursery rhymes and here's them sort of <laughs> yeah. going into it and uh, it's just a nice little interlude isn't it away from the songs? It's,
1: it's a good interlude it's potentially a hacky bit that i think was saved by the fact that it was brewer doing it mm. Brewer's, he's terrific he's got good timing like you said yeah, yeah and he has a great this is not happening with ari shafir you should check out okay okay yeah, yeah really really good i'll link him after that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. I think, I think Jim, and I know he's a big Metallica fan, obviously, and, uh, you know, again, it cuts to the band, and James says, like, I don't sound like that, do I? And then he sort of does his yeah, and he's like, okay, kind of I do. <laughs> it's, like, really funny, that bit.
1: It's, it's got to be crazy, because he's got to get that impression from everyone. mm Mm. everyone I know that likes Metallica does that at some point. Yeah. Like, they'll Just go, Yeah, for yeah. no reason. And
0: you're like, Did you just Yeah, you did. <laughs> well that's what Brewer says, isn't it? It's like if you're a fan of Metallica, Metallica! Like, you know Yeah and uh you gotta james it up. Yeah, you do, you do. We get Gillian Barber and from MTV, Ian Robinson again, you know, sorry, pretty millennials. I don't I don't know who these people are, but they she talks about, as you say, you know, wearing the school uniform and they talk about Metallica perfecting heavy metal. And we get one of the more interesting moments where the fans of the band come on stage and they are asked. It's quite a weird question to ask someone one word that sums up your love for Metallica. So it's kind of. It, it, you're kind of being pushed towards being more positive and sort of stuff like that. And they ask these people they clearly cut a lot of people i would have loved to have seen what everyone uh, says <laughs> like yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> um so the, you know they, they they point the mic to these people and here's here's a few things they say passion aggression inspirational uh, orgasmic we get a uh, medicine gods one guy doesn't get the memo he says out of control uh, which is yeah, which is free right. words
1: but you like, did say that as a difficult question, though. It is a tough question. One guy just goes like, Thank you, Metallica! Like, is just, that the blonde guy? Yes. Yeah. So he's my fucking hero. James applauds him. He stands yeah. up. He's like, nah, fuck it.
0: <laughs> it is. Uh, I loved it. I love seeing it. I love seeing all the fans. And I think... Um, I went on the Metallica forum today actually doing a bit of research on the icon thing. And there was a guy who was there who screenshotted himself. He, he didn't say... He, his wasn't shown. Apparently, he said the word Teachers. Which, which you know is quite a good answer there but he was just you know he was just sort of saying he was on stage for it as well so oh man that's a problem as well some of this is cut like we'll get to the end as well where they cut out frantic it's like it's yeah. not. you don't you know it's it's tv i understand but i'd love to see like an uncut version of this but we still get a lot of stuff for it so they go through and then we get into another real high watermark for me dave um libiscuit sanitarium brilliant cover
1: again hmm Really, I, that's been going around, I think that's been going around since my space days, like the video of them mm. covering that. Like for time, it's been going around YouTube and stuff and I've seen it and I'd seen it before. I'd seen the whole Icon special and again, just as one of those covers that everyone knows, it's really good. Mm. They put a stamp on it. Yep. They took the song and did it justice and they got everyone on their fucking feet. So 10 out of 10 for yeah, me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They fucking killed it. Um, you know, they, u- they use the turntables but they work yes. really well. Atmosphere. You can tell Lars is like entranced watching it as well um, yeah
1: Robert uh, not Robert um, Kirk Kirk mm. looks really intrigued mm. by the the turntable solo and you can see him peering over like he's actually taking notes like what the yeah, fuck yeah. are they doing <laughs> that with because uh, Wes isn't there I believe it's Mike from Snot who's on guitar for him. Right, Biscuit right 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 yeah and he's, uh, he's going ape shit
0: yeah because Wes was the guy with the face paint right
1: yeah he went off and done some other band but he came back and they had that weird unquestionable truth EP and then Gold Cobra yeah,
0: they um, was it Blacklight Burns? Was that that band? Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, were, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, um, they had a song
1: on guitar 2, I think.
0: Oh, did they? Okay, I well, think so. Yeah, I'll probably probably recognise it if I if I hear it. But yeah, it it just it just was, and it's kind of like it's funny because you know, Limp Bizkit have always been about you know going inward, privacy, being angry at the world, and Sanitarium is a bit broader in terms of its themes, but they kind of centre the song around just leave me alone. Which, yeah. I mean, it is a timeless kind of, you know, affectation there. Of course, he sticks his finger up. Of course, it's blurred. Uh, it, you know, it's very limbisky, but undeniably, again, they ramp that crowd up to a frenzy.
1: Yeah, when they get after the, they psych everyone up with the, the Leave Me Alone, and he's doing mm. the rage, rage, rage party, does the big boy walk. Yeah. He struts along yeah, to it. Yeah, everyone's going, yeah, yeah. great. But that's an iconic scene for me in music of yeah? Fred Durst doing the big boy walk across. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mad. Yeah.
0: And it's just, it, it's very heavy, very new metal in the best possible way. You know, a lot of these riffs, like, when you think about the Sanitarium, like, it is kind of chompy
1: and new metal in a way. Like, even though, it's obviously... It's got a good hacky sound, you're yeah, right? Like, a, they're hacking at the strength. John Otto killing it on the drums as well. Mm. I like mm. him as a drummer. Mm. Yeah, and just the, the whole
0: epic bridge, like, the mutiny's in the air. Like, yeah. you know, I've, I, you know... Again, like with Corn, it's just you know I'm, I don't really know their music that well. Obviously, I'm aware of them culturally, and I know a lot of people shit on these bands for being part of this new metal stuff. But I've got to applaud Limp here. I I think they do a killer rendition.
1: Yeah, I'm not like I'm not the biggest biscuit fan. Like I know their music from being younger, and mm. so we've got some bangers and that. But this is probably this and the Corn one are the only ones I would want to hear a clean studio recording of. Yeah, I would love for a studio version of Sanitarium to come out. That'd be fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. Uh, entirely entirely. And then we get um uh, the guy from Puddle of Mud for some reason. Um That's just, why I was just... thinking of Puddle
1: of Mud. <laughs> Wes guy...
0: Scantlin. Fuck Is that... that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember I remember Puddle of Mud, man, uh, again when I was watching Koran and like they had those three massive fucking songs. They had um Blurry, um She Hates Me and Um Control? Was it
1: Control that you had? Yeah, um, Control was also the theme song to, like, 15,000 WWF events <laughs> One of the, in your house. like They'd play Control and show, like, the footage of Bret Hart putting Austin in the sharpshooter engine on that
0: Right, right. That yeah. and Creed. Creed, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, Creed, like... My um, I remember my my dad actually like got this album. This just comp like you know they get like dad rocks on CD and stuff. But it was <laughs> no, like that's it,
1: what I called that. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it was like it was like pop. It was like pop punk. So it had like Blink, Sum Forty One, New Found Glory, and it had um, she hates me on there, and it just like blasting out. It's quite a fun kind of dumb song, like you know. I I remember a lot of people used to criticise Wes, and I I think it's fair. The guy copied Kurt Cobain so bad vocally. Yeah. That's just fuck that guy, but I guess a lot of people he he looks very white trashy when he's coming on. he's got kind of his red kind of like hoodie and he's wearing his of like you know everyone's made an effort, but he's just puddler mud guy he he talks about well, he's just introducing a clip and then the clip is them going into. Uh, St. Anger, how they're so excited about this music, how James can't wait. You know, Kirk saying it's the biggest statement they've ever made as a band, which, you know, I guess is true. Obviously, me and you are, fra- you know, are big fans of St. Anger. I know other Metallica podcasts uh, call it St. Dudu, which is fair enough. Uh, I think they are warming to doing it.
1: bro. Yeah. Turn your vocation
0: on. <laughs> um, and, you know, we get past that. We get to Sean Penn, who we mentioned, Aviva La Bam fame. <laughs> Weird and...
1: Aviva Labam fame. <laughs> yes
0: um and you know sean mentions as you say he was filming a movie in the 80s staying at a hotel with a band called metallica he saw then their name on the bus he's like oh it's too on the nose they'll never make it and you know here's what but it's not i would have loved it if he like was extolling the virtues of the band but he's literally like in the 80s we shared a hotel i thought their name was bad here's the band
1: yeah, he's like oh, I thought so they were shite. Now it, they're getting all this money spent on them, and I'm here talking about them. It's just, it's just, it's just. I mean, obviously, big up Sean
0: Penn. Like, you know, he's a fucking incredible actor. But it's just, yeah, it, it gives it a certain elevation because he's an A-list, Oscar-winning. It's it's Sean fucking Penn. It's pretty cool. I'm sure Lars was stoked as well. Like, you know, I, I bet I bet they would have conversations into the night. But we get what we came here for, which is Metallica yes. returning after rehab with Rob. Uh, what do you make of this medley?
1: Uh, I very much enjoy it. Mm. Uh, I like that they got changed quickly. Lars opting for the Adidas tracksuit pants. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. He starts a drumming standing up, standard procedure yeah, yeah, for Lars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets me fired up every time I see it. And they just went into it. They're ferocious. You can hear Rob's bass loud. Mm. Rob's mm. bass is up. That thing's on eleven, and they're killing it. James is mobile. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. running around like crazy, He's hitting all points of the stage. At one point, he's down in the crowd.
0: Yeah, yeah, And yeah.
1: they're singing, I think it's, uh, I want to say it's Seek and Destroy. They're doing Seek and Destroy, and at the part where they're going, Die! He's not singing. He's nowhere near the mic. He's just hitting the riff, and the crowd are singing the yeah, song for Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. No, yeah.
0: Oh. It's, uh, yeah, that's Creeping Death, yeah. Yeah, because, it's Creeping Death, yeah. Fucking Seek and Destroy. You're getting carried away. No, it's all good. And they, yeah, they start with Hit the Lights, which which I love, because yeah, yeah. obviously the whole thing's a celebration of their entire career, so why not start with the song that kicked it all off? Into Enter Sandman, which. I mean, we kind of already heard from Sum 41. I'm not going to say it It doesn't ruin it at all, but it's kind of interesting they do it. Into Blackened, which I just obviously fucking love. They go straight into that riff. And in Blackened, where that riff... Like, they they do sort of the open strings. But rather than that riff emerging, the Creeping Death um, die riff emerges, which I think is really smart compositionally, really works into battery as well and then we get a little speech after battery where he's saying like you know thanks everyone we may be an icon you know but we're going to keep on going and yeah i I agree they murder it and like rob as well like he's like well he was good from day dot really and he really fits in the pocket
1: yeah it's one of those things is i think as you're coming to the end of this tom yeah one of the the better things about it as you get to metallica enjoying all the way through the program Hmm. You can see them enjoying people talking about them. You can see them watching the things they've obviously recorded themselves saying, because they're like quite recent interviews. Mm. Then you get to the point where they play the song. And they're two different sides to the band. I and mean, when you see James performing, just when you sit in the pocket, just to trigger it for me, he's completely different. You see him enjoying himself sitting down, but standing up and playing, like he looks taller, yeah. wide, like his shoulder gait, he stands different. He's hulking up there. So sorry, when you said in the pocket, it just it sent it off for me. Yeah, wasn't yeah, a yeah. A rant. Yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, it's killer, man. Yeah, it is. It is
0: a brilliant performance. Like, I think 2003, 2004, I've watched some of this stuff back. I think maybe 05 as well. I remember I watched a performance of theirs doing a rhyme in 05, and it, I've got to say it was bad. Like, it wasn't very good. Obviously, they're very, very good now. But I think they were kind of finding their feet. But, you know, they were very strong here. They really proved their iconic status. Of course, it wasn't in doubt. But, you know, they did really, really well. And then. They close with frantic, which is truncated by the credits, unfortunately. But I like that. I like that they didn't close out with like you yeah. know they could have closed out with with hundred songs and everyone would have been really happy. They could have closed out with seek and destroy, you know. But they 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 you know they put their foot, their front foot first and they're like you know here's the new song. I, I don't know. I, I'm guessing here's the, the
1: new single. Here's the new sound. It's a single. That's yeah. what fucking blew my mind. Frantic was a single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I mean, yeah. I think didn't we talk about that before when we were talking about a black album how there was the frantic singles that were different coloured fists. Yes. Each one of them had a different Ramones cover on
0: it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 they had. They um, did. die uh, yeah,
1: because it had Fifty Third and Third on one, and Commando and Commando and, and Hop. And yeah. 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 They
0: had a few there, but um, I mean, that's Metallica's MTV Icon um, from two thousand and three, and you know clearly myself and Dave loved it. And if you haven't watched
1: it yet, check this fucking thing out, man. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah, there's two or three different versions on YouTube. I suggest watching the one that has the advertisements yes. in it because they're beautifully dated. And if you're if you're a fan of comic books, you'll notice, this, Tom. If you're reading old comic books and mm-hmm. you flick through and you see the advertisement for SNES games, yeah. or like the brand new Milky Way, and I'm like, brand fucking new. It's a Milky Way, bro. Living there yeah, yeah, for yeah. like <laughs> just really dated ads. They set it for you, and I think it sets the mood. I agree. I agree. Yeah. The,
0: the ads, uh, the bands that cover the, you know, the people that introduce it as well. The other shows you see MTV advertising Kelly Osborne, Lisa Marie Presley, all these beautiful Um, things, these, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the Kit Kats are there as well. So, yeah, I mean, let us know. Um, let us know in the comments. Have you watched it? What do you think of Metallica's icon performance? I personally think it's fucking brilliant. I think the whole thing is really, really well done. Um, get at me at MetallicaPod, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. We've got the Patreon. Check out Dave Simpson's uh, appearance as well. Last exit to Springfield. Check out me and Dave talking about Bad Seed, All Within My Hands. Uh, we did our Moscow review. You know, I'm sure we're going to do many, many other things in the future. Is there, um, Is there anything else you need to plug, Dave?
1: No, just, just thanks for having me. man Of, of, course,
0: of course, of course, man. Yeah and, and thanks um, to
1: everybody that listens and people that actually message me are really nice, so that's quite good. Oh I didn't know people messaged you, that's cool. Yeah, I, I get random feedback saying that I'm I'm quite a nice dude to listen to. Yeah. Which makes yeah. like fingers bad picking my fingers when I'm talking like it's <laughs> queer. Anyway. <laughs> alright, alright. Oh, well I can but Yeah, it's very nice, I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed this, please yeah, share sure. it out, all that sort of stuff. But um Dave, always it has been a pleasure, man. Outstanding, man.
1: Fun again.